We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. No, we do not encourage fanaticism. But if you know the Word of God and the Spirit of God, you'll be able to curb fanaticism and channel the power of God in the right direction. Can you say amen? amen? And you pastors should be keen enough to do that. Keen enough not only in the Word, but keen enough in the Spirit. It's not just the Word, you put that first, but it's also the Spirit. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Taking Your Place, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. The 8th chapter of Acts, Peter and John laid hands on the Samaritan and received the Holy Ghost. 19th chapter of Acts, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, find a certain disciple, said, You have received the Holy Ghost since you believe. They said, We've not so much heard where they be in the Holy Ghost. He said, And who's baptism? We baptized. And he said, John, so on. The sixth verse, sixth verse, and Paul put his hands upon the Holy Ghost, came upon them, they spake with tongue and prophesied. Three times out of five in the Acts of the Apostles, they received this experience by laying on hands. In the other two, there's a spontaneous outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the Jews in Acts 2 and the Gentiles in Acts 10. So he said, I want you to lay hands on them. For he said, I've given you a ministry of laying on hands. Did you know there's a ministry of laying on hands? There's a doctrine of laying on hands, but there's also a ministry of laying on hands. And so I did it. Got criticized for it, but I did it. And of course, we're just in a little church meeting, you know. I mean, a lot of folks came in, but ordinarily the church, they didn't run 150, 160 in Sunday school. And that's kids and all. But we had seven people come. I set them down on the bench. Front pew. Laid hands on them. Six out of seven started talking in tongues a minute laid hands on them. Some people said that'd be the same thing I've ever seen. He's left the Bible. He's in there all the time. He just got through showing them what the Bible said. Got criticized for it. Didn't bother me. When I know I'm right, they can say what they want to. I just keep on grinning and go on. Don't affect me any more than it would a mosquito flying. Amen. By my ear. Glory to God. When you know you're right, go ahead. Be sure you're right and then go ahead. And so, uh, but these folks, you see, would receive the Holy Ghost. He said, I've given unto you a ministry of laying on of hands. I want you to lay hands. I didn't know anybody else was doing it. Born is new in our part of the country. And so, from 1950 through 1958, I counted them. I laid hands on 10,000 people and heard them speak with other tongues who had never spoken in tongues before. 1958, the Lord said to me, quit counting them. So I haven't counted any since 1958. Amen. But see, we ought to do things just like Jesus did. And of course, he didn't lay hands on anybody to be filled with the Holy Ghost. This is some of the greater works, you see. But right on the other hand, when it comes to this, just like they did in the Acts of the Apostles. Don't get off on some tangent, you know. Just stay right with the Word. Praise God forevermore. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name forever. I've said this to the students. You can go in any city or town, just a little old town even, in America, and teach the word and have real Pentecost without fanaticism, and you'll virtually take the town. Because then the Holy Ghost starts to manifest himself. Well, all right. What's going to happen here? He wrote to the whole church in Corinth, not just to John Smith. He said, John, you desire spiritual gifts. After all, that's, that's selfish. 
I think maybe some of us in the early day of our spiritual experience when we were babies, we'd thought, well, I'd like to have that. Even Maybe even prayed. Some might have. Have even prayed. Now, I'll tell you, I did this and understand when you do it with the right motive, it works. But you do it with the wrong motive, it doesn't work. Because, you see, I started then after I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost and came over in Pentecostal circles and started Pentecostal churches. See, they knew a lot about tongues because they were spirit-filled people that spoke with their tongues. And tongues and interpretation about the only manifestation of the spirit that any of us had. I mean, our church had. But I didn't have it. I, I spoke with tongues and prayed with tongues, but I didn't have tongues with interpretation. That's a different thing entirely. So I asked the Lord because I knew the pastor needed that. The pastor needs that. Because then he'll understand the move of the Holy Ghost a little bit better. I know he can read the word all right. And learn a whole lot that way and know a whole lot that way. But you just know a whole lot more about things when you operate in them. Just like this. You can read a handbook on driving an automobile. But you'll learn a whole lot more when you get under the wheel. Amen? And so I asked the Lord from the standpoint that I'm a pastor and I need this. Lord, let me have that. That tongues and interpretation. Well, and I began to pray that. It wasn't a month that I began to speak with tongues and interpret. Amen. And that's the only thing I ever asked him for. <laughs> Amen. And so if a pastor sees that he needs certain things in order to have it, it be all right for him to ask. He's not asking from a selfish standpoint. But right on the hand, many times preachers and laymen, whoever they are, are praying for something. A lot of times it's selfish. I want that. A lot of times so I can be seen. Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching real good. No, he's writing to the whole church at Corinth. And he says to that church, desire spiritual gifts. If you will desire them, and that congregation of believers will desire these things, then the Holy Ghost, the head of the church, through the Holy Spirit will manifest himself in these various gifts or manifestations as the Spirit wills. But now then, if you're not ready, amen, to move on with God, and if you're not willing... And understand how to deal with a little excess in fanaticism. And have a little excess in fanaticism. Then forget it. And just stay dead. And dry. And put on a little service. Amen. And grieve the spirit of God. And eventually ride Ichabod off of the top of your church. Amen. But I'm like Donald G. Donald G was a pioneer of the Pentecostal movement. He said, I'd, I'd rather have a little wildfire and God a moving than, no, than the order of a cemetery and nothing happening. Besides that, you don't have to bother about wildfire. There's all enough of, always enough wet blankets around to put it out. <laughs> I heard uh, 1943, I attended the General Council of the Assemblies of God in Springfield, Missouri. And I heard Brother J. Narver Gortner say, and J. Narver Gortner was uh, formerly a Methodist minister and then was baptized the Holy Ghost, came over in Pentecostal circles. And so he said, uh, he was traveling on the train, see now well, this is 43 and during the war, on a train somewhere. And he said, uh, he was come to find out that he was sitting right beside of a Methodist bishop. And he told him, I used to be Methodist. My father was a Methodist bishop. My grandfather was a Methodist bishop. 
He probably would have been one if he hadn't got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues. And so he said, we got to talking. And this Methodist bishop was coming from a Methodist state-wide Methodist conference. And the theme of their conference was liberty in the spirit. And so Brother Gortner said, I questioned whether or not he added the tongue. He said, well, tongues is in there, all right, but we didn't talk about that. We just talked about the necessity of being empowered by the Spirit and led by the Spirit and so on and so forth, especially the ministers. He said, well, Brother Gortner said, I went on and witnessed to him. And he said, and, and he said well, I'll admit it's in there all right. It, it, it's certainly there and I, and I see it. But he said, I'm afraid I, I, I would go all out for it and just encourage our people to speak with tongues and our ministers to get this. But he said, I'm afraid of fanaticism. Brother Gortner said, I said to him, now then how old are you? The man happened to be 72 years of age. He said, how many years have you been in the ministry? Not a bishop, but in the ministry. Oh, well, he said, I started 50 years ago in the ministry. Well, in the last 50 years, how many churches have you known of or that were killed or destroyed by fanaticism? He thought for a minute and said, well, I can think of five. He said, how many churches do you know of that were destroyed by formality? Coldness, deadness. Oh my, he said, I couldn't begin to count them. Then he said, which is the worst enemy? No, we do not encourage fanaticism. But if you know the word of God and the spirit of God, you'll be able to curb fanaticism and channel the power of God in the right direction. Can you say amen? amen. And you pastors should be keen enough to do that. Keen enough not only in the word, but keen enough in the spirit. It's not just the word, you put that first, but it's also the spirit. I made mention of the fact last night that we have a lady here with us, sister. Well, when we knew her, she's sister Sylvia Patterson. We were pastor at Farmersville. We were there two years, 1939-40, and left out of the will of God. God sent us back a couple of years later. So we're there in 1943 and 44. So when we went back the second time, some of the ladies... Uh, of the church just on their own met and I think they met maybe in Sister Sylvia's home they might have moved around uh, to pray and uh, then I think my wife went one time and she said this to me and then Sister Sylvia came to her whether she remembers or not but she said this to me because she, she, she was well balanced when some of the rest of them were she said Brother Hagin you know something's just not right about this you need to get a hold of this because among other things, there's getting the revelation that God was through with me. Well, he wasn't through yet. I stayed on another year, a little better. So I brought him into the church. Amen. After all, God didn't set these things in somebody's kitchen. He set them in the church. Amen. And so I said, y'all come up to the church on Wednesday afternoon and pray. And my wife and I will meet with you and we'll pray. Well, we were able to channel. See, they were generating a lot of power. You got your Bibles there? Just hold it and let's go to another scripture and then we'll come back to what I'm talking about. You remember James 5. You remember this without even looking at it unless you just want to. We're all familiar with James saying in the 5th chapter 14 verses, any sick among, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over the north all in the name of the Lord the prayer of faith to save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. He's committed sin and shall be forgiven. But do we know the 16th verse? Pray ye, confess your faults one to another, and pray ye one for another that you may be healed. See, healing has to be the will of God, especially for all the church.
because I said, pray for one another that you may be healed. He wouldn't tell you to pray for something that wasn't his will, would he? Wouldn't that be stupid? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the two-CD series from Kenneth W. Hagan, Our Rights in Christ. Also in this package is Lynette Hagan's book, Seed Thought Devotional. Lastly, Kenneth E. Hagan's book entitled, Five Hindrances to Growth in Grace. All this for the special radio price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And just a and just a, a few days, what yeah. uh, on the nineteenth yeah. of May, Friday the nineteenth of May is our forty ninth. That's coming up this Rama Bible Training College commencement service coming That's up right. May the nineteenth, right here on the campus. That's right. At at Rama, wow. it'll be held in the Rama Bible Church Auditorium. Yes. Uh, at 1025 West Ocean. And Minnesota everyone's invited. Everybody's invited. And it is, a, it is a special time. So, hey, if you're in the area, then come on out and, and be with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.